What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode podcast. My name is Erin Bees. I'm a wife, a mom, a military veteran, and I spent 13 and a half years in multi-level marketing, healed my way out of that, and now I'm using all of my platforms to educate and raise awareness around the dangers of multi-level marketing companies and the tactics that some of the leaders choose to use to try and recruit you. And I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about Arbon with Carrie. And um, I'm actually, I was going to elaborate a little bit, but I'm actually going to have Carrie introduce herself. And then she's going to tell us a little bit about her story. And I am very excited to have this combo with you. So Carrie, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, Erin. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. A little nervous. Um, I think everybody's I, nervous. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I would think so too, us, us newbies. Um, I live in Oklahoma. I'm a single mom doing single mom things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my story is a little bit old. I was in Arbonne in the mid 2000s. Okay. And um, just kind of in the past year or two got into anti MLM content and a lot of things started making a lot more sense than they used to before. Mm. Um, so it's been a lot of helpful. It's been, uh, pretty helpful to connect some dots and make some sense of things and just know the signs, what to avoid in the future. I teach my girls too. They're teenagers. <laughs> yeah, we live in a tiny town. We actually have an Herbalife, one of those Herbalife shake shops. Oh God! They love going in there. I'm like, don't join a cult. No, don't, don't, don't do don't it. Do <laughs> you know, I think, I think uh, it's really interesting to be able to put together some of the pieces or that you thought there's a sense of when you leave an MLM and let me know what you think of this, just judging from, you know, what, what you just shared. I think that there's a lot of people that when they're in the MLM and they start to question things or things just don't feel right or, or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. they feel alone in that. They think that there's something wrong with them because that's how some of these leaders and companies have treated people when they walk away from the MLM, you know, they didn't work hard enough there. They were the lazy Mm -hmm. ones. They didn't do any of those things. And we just know that that's not the case. We know that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you, that we're, we're starting this podcast with, it helped me fill in pieces because essentially uh, I think that that is a really great way of explaining what I want to do as an anti-MLM content creator is to help people to be able to answer those kinds of questions and for them to understand that it's not them. It's the business model, it's the tactics, it's the quote unquote, you know, leadership. I use that term Mm -hmm. very loosely often because (laughs) these are, in my opinion, not leaders, but what are your thoughts on that? I, I have many. (laughs) Good. Yeah. I, I thought I sucked. I was a failure. Um, They fill you with these big dreams and it's going to be so easy and Um, I had a baby and I had a retail business at the time with a storefront. And so back during those times, uh, you could not display it in your business unless if you were a business that took appointments. So I, I've never, I've never heard that with Arvon. That's Mm -hmm. very interesting. Why would that be? Do you think? Uh, well, like if you got someone like a stylist that worked in a salon, that was the Holy grail. 
and we didn't have shampoo, but we did have like the RE9 uh, skincare and all of that stuff. But that was a place centered around beauty that accepted appointments so they could display it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. So I, I had a flower shop at the time and uh, my upline pointed out that, yeah, I do wedding consultations. I take appointments. So we decided to display it in the shop and it didn't really do anything there, but it was just kind of one of those loophole workarounds to be able to, you know, force our MLM. <laughs> yeah, which we know they are very good at. <laughs> They're very good at it. And at, like, we didn't have, we didn't have social media at the time. So we kind of, you and I discussed this a little bit. We, you know, we didn't have like the hours of sending Hey Girl DMs, but we did that in person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You probably yeah. did a lot of like home home parties. Uh, yes. Showing off the skincare, you know, what did they mm -hmm. call the the energy drink, the powder that they mix? What is that called? That the fizz the fizz stick? Yeah, I could not think of what that yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> I was before the fizz stick. Yeah. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah, this was ages ago. <laughs> this was about 05, 04, 05, 06. Okay. So it was before all of that, but they have, since they have ridden the wave of, of diet culture with the fizz stick and the protein powders, and I don't even recognize anymore. They have the bars and supplements. And it used to be, we were mainly, I say we, we had skincare, the RE9, and then they got into the baby set, which was pretty good. My, my babies had, um, they had eczema and it, it helped them. It was good. There was no chemicals, all of that. Um, and they had an acne set that worked for exactly no person that I sold it to. <laughs> worked for exactly zero humans. <laughs> zero. So I don't know if that ever worked for anyone, but it was awful for the people that I sold it to. Um, and I was there for probably about six months and then they came out with the makeup and the palettes and... You know what I find really interesting about this? As we see more and more MLM companies that are expanding their product line and jumping into some of these other kind of territories, makeup, skincare, mm -hmm. you know, body care type stuff. It's really interesting because MLMs essentially started with Amway and Amway is a company that carries literally everything. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're notoriously uh, known in my opinion for greenwashing and, and, you know, Hey, you got to use this instead of that because of the mm -hmm. chemicals and the, you know, a, a lot of fear mongering, but what's interesting is that as these other companies start to carry more products. So we're seeing a lot of companies that are coming out with CBD or doing stuff with, mm -hmm. them, it doesn't really make any sense. It's almost like they're all going back to how Amway does things and the products that they carry. And then there's also another thought that I have in that most of these distributor agreements that people sign and don't ever read before they, they sign up, nobody ever does. Uh, a lot of those say that you can't be with another company that has competing type products 
but if they're all carrying skincare and healthcare and CBD and like all of these things, I wonder how that's going to, how that's going to work if they're going to change that or I don't know, what are your thoughts? Well, if they start offering all of those different products, they don't have to, they don't have to sell from different companies. They could sell everything from their own. Yeah. Just like Young Living, they have really expanded. They've gotten into the cleaners and hand soaps and, and household stuff, uh, detergent. Mm. So maybe they're on their way too. They're culty. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're culty. <laughs> I mean, all of these MLM companies are so culty and how they mm-hmm. try to control their people, even though they're like, Oh, you're, mm-hmm. you, you're a business owner. Well, no, you're not really, you're a, a contracted employee and they can terminate that contract at any point. Um, I've experienced that myself. Uh, so that's, it's very interesting, but anyways, okay. Single mom mm-hmm. got into Arbon. Now what I always like to talk about parts of people's stories where they were in a vulnerable place. So for example, for me, I wanted to make a little bit of extra money. Um, I was a new mom, so I was really struggling with my identity as myself and now this new role and, and what does this all mean? And, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. all of that, that was a vulnerable point for me. Can you go back into your story and can you identify, um, some sort of a vulnerable moment that this, that Arbonne was brought to you? I was in the same boat, just wanting to bring in some more financial security, another stream of income. Um, we were really working hard on this dreams of income. We were flipping houses and had a couple rentals. Um, I had the shop. We were just really working hard to be able to provide for our kids. Um, I got pregnant with my second midstream along the way with that, but, um, just trying, trying to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, the, the girl who recruited me, she was my sister-in-law's neighbor. So she just kind of commanded a lot of respect. She was an attorney and she was home with her babies too. And her husband had a really big job with the city. And during the mid two thousands, Oklahoma city was really going through a pretty cool revival. We were getting the thunder team and all of that stuff. So he, uh, he had a job kind of involved with all of that. So if she was, you know, if this was something that she believed in, maybe I could make it work too. And she really befriended me and we were doing the business together and we were friends and it was nice having, having another single mother friend to run to target with and do all of that. And she became that for me. Yeah. And it's confusing. Right. It's it's kind of confusing at the time. You're like, oh my God, we're working the business together and I can hang out with this person and they understand every aspect of my life, being a single mom, being pregnant, um, you know, running this quote unquote business with Arbonne and being a part of the city that you live in. And she, she understands, or it just would be very confusing to me because are we are we friends or is this like a business relationship? And it's kind of like the lines get blurred. 
And this is something that we definitely see um, in multi-level marketing companies, specifically within the teams where those transactional relationships, because when we look at the relationship that you had with this individual, she was making money off of everything that you did. So Mm -hmm. as far as selling and recruiting. And so as you were going out and working the business, she's, and this is not me. I'm not shaming this person. I don't know who it is that you're talking about. We don't even need to discuss her name. It's, it's not that kind of party here, Um, but it's, it's in her best interest to hang out with you and to work this business at the same time, because she gets paid when you do anything. And so Mm -hmm. I think that these lines are, are very blurred in multi-level marketing companies versus any other, any other job. You know, when you had your, your floral shop, the people that worked there were your coworkers or your employees, you know, Mm -hmm. they, 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 it was a co-working space. So if you hung out outside of that, there were very clear defining factors. Okay. We're not at work. So now we're hanging out as friends, but in multi-level marketing companies and relationships that are formed, there's the lines are very, very blurred. And I think that it's, I think that that happens for a reason. I think it has something to do with control um, and a little bit of micromanaging too, even though she may not have presented it that way. I think she was like, look at her work in business. Oh, we're, and all we got to do is hang out. I'm going to work too. I don't know. What are mm-hmm. your, your thoughts on that? That's a mouthful. Yeah, there was micromanaging for sure. Cause we had the did you talk to five people today? Did you do an income? You've been busy, but have you done income producing activities today? Yeah. And that's, the lines are blurred. That's a brilliant way to put it. Um, the minute that they don't blur anymore is when you leave and never hear from them again. That's right. <laughs> and you, as you step yeah. away, you see things mm-hmm. much more clearly. Yeah. You see the manipulation. If, if, if I'm not saying that in all MLM companies and in all teams, manipulation happens, but more often than not, I think it does. And mm-hmm. so the only way for people to really see, just like you said, what's really going on is, is stepping away and removing that MLM filter and looking at mm-hmm. it and going, well, I haven't been on any team trainings. I haven't talked to anybody and nobody's reached out. That's odd. I thought we were friends. I thought we were family. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's yucky. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. It's yucky. It's so yucky. how long were you in Arbon? And you want to talk about like ranks and uh, those types of things too? Yeah, I was in, it was two years, two and a half years. Okay. Um, and I got to the second level uh, district manager. So you start out as an independent consultant Mm -hmm. and then a district manager and then regional vice president and then national vice president. And then underneath those, if you promote one underneath you, then you become executive. So like my cousin was a district manager. So that made me an executive district manager. That's as high as I got. It's the second one. Mm -hmm. It's really crazy to me that they have Mm -hmm. such few ranks in Arbonne. (laughs) That's so weird. I mean, I look at a lot of comp plans Mm -hmm. and a lot of them have, you know, nine to 11 ranks in somewhere in there. And so seeing that there's only, you know, a handful of ranks in Arbonne, I'm kind of like, well, 
are there not a lot of people promoting? We know now because of income disclosure statements and mm -hmm. stuff, exactly what's going on. By the way, what are your thoughts on the Arbonne income disclosure statement? 88% of people are at the bottom two ranks and they actually call independent consultant when you just sign the dotted line to join, they call that a rank. <laughs> so the bottom two ranks are 88%. 1% is the national vice presidents. It's awful. So the average for independent consultants is like 800 and something a year, 837 a year. God. so what is that like a month it's like 80 yeah. bucks a month mm -hmm. it's yeah, awful it's and I, mean, I don't remember and i yeah, rounded I, up yes and they you know they talk about well you make money selling the product because you make a commission because i believe it was 15 per, i don't remember it's 30 percent was the employee discount or consultant discount yeah. something like that but they teach you to give everyone that discount so they could order more and then you're getting more volume. So why would you not do that? So then you're not making anything off the top ever. Yeah, because you're basically giving away your discount. You're, you're your giving away your is getting the volume, mm -hmm. but the income you would make, you are giving away just for the volume mm -hmm. to benefit your upline. Right. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh but hey you got the sale way to go and your leader was probably the first one to be like way to go carrie this is amazing and you're like yeah it is i made no money on that deal awesome awesome <laughs> i'll probably get a 20 dollars check in the mail <laughs> right yeah yeah what are your thoughts on since we're talking about income disclosure statements what are your thoughts on um people that are in an MLM saying that the people that sign on the dotted line and are that first rank in, in the company, that those people should not be included as in, in the math calculations of the income disclosure statement. I, I love that actually, because they could, <laughs> they could figure out those calculations on their own and put that statement out if they wanted to. But by leaving us in there that are just in there for the discount, then they can say, oh, well, that doesn't count all the people that are just in it for the discount and our kidnappers and all of that. It's giving so them away it out. their own water. Right. Got it. So they don't have to put out any real numbers. They just claim that that's the, the this is why the numbers are skewed. Yeah. Well, the numbers come from the corporate office. Yeah. So the numbers are skewed. That's on you guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. They um, don't have to answer for it, though. Yeah, way. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's really interesting that they say that, and and the only way mm -hmm. to get around that is these companies that have some sort of a buying discount stop recruiting people for the buying discount and only work with the people that actually want to have a quote unquote side hustle business, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. Which is funny because when you look at a lot of these MLM people, they say, "Oh, well, I want to work with the hungry." Okay, Susie, then why are you recruiting people because you get a 30% discount on those fizz sticks? We know that that happens. Mm -hmm. so it, 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 just the double speak and the word salads and all of those things that we see is very interesting. I just wanted to ask you those questions. So uh, let's go back to your story. Okay. So you hit executive, what was the range you said? District manager. District manager. Yeah. It sounds a lot more impressive than what, than what it was, but we had, so, and 
Julie Joe said something about Oklahoma not too long ago in Arbonne and how it's blown up here. And I found that interesting because it, it was crazy here at that time. Um, about 05, 06, it had really blown up. And so it was impossible to try to find people to join because everyone had already joined. Yeah. And so market saturation, isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you went to the, the fancy part of town of Oklahoma city, it was just, you, you really did see a lot of the, the white Mercedes. You really did. Um, I just wonder how many of those people are still in. It's just seemed like a big cash grab. And then it's not sustainable. I mean, we already know that it's not sustainable, but um, we had one of the, one of the biggest earners. I don't know. Should I say her name? Uh, We don't know if she's a public figure, so probably skip her name, but one of the top earners. Yeah. One of the top earners. She probably is. She's been in it. She's still in it, but um, she would have a lot of trainings at her home mm. and, oh, the, there was a lot of income claims. And I, I just felt so weird about that. Cause it's like, man, I'm busting my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm putting all my money back into that. I'm charging things. And she's the one thanking God for these checks, like over a hundred grand a month she's bringing in. And, you know, and I think that's probably why they had a lot of the trainings there at this amazing fancy house in this beautiful neighborhood, multimillionaires. But she put on so many trainings that she, she was endangering her voice. Like she was seeing a doctor for for issues with her voice and she had to use like a Britney Spears deal (laughs) a microphone because she was supposed to rest her voice and of course she wasn't because she wasn't going to stop doing these trainings and getting people roped in you know with the dream yeah because she had to keep new people coming in because Mm -hmm. there's a, a saying I'm sure that you've heard this when you were a part of MLM but some some will some won't so what that was what I was taught, meaning some, some will work, you know, and, and make, make some money mm-hmm. I'm using MLM talk right now. Um, some won't. So what? Or some, some will join some won't. So what, you know, and it's, um, I just find that phrase so disgusting now because these are, there's, we hear all the time these MLM people say, and I used to say it too, you know, we're, we're helping people. Mm-hmm. Well, who's getting the real help? Just like you were saying, mm-hmm. when you're charging on your credit card to get the new products or mm-hmm. uh, you're giving your buying discount away, who really gets paid off of that? The upline, the upline. Mm-hmm. Gets paid. That's, that's who people in an organization, that's who they're helping. Even though on social media, they say, oh, well, you know, I'm helping people. No, you're helping your upline. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's happening. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So did you go, you went to, obviously you went to those meetings, went to the meetings, went to two conventions out of town, but going back to that with recruiting. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, it was it was big. No means not right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we didn't have, you know, like I said, we didn't have like the all the social media and that it was just a different time but I can't imagine now so much more stress and just you know my mom I was telling my mom I was going to do this with you today and she was like well what you know what's (laughs) she's in there (laughs) but she was like well why I was like because it's culty and she was like well how's it culty and the first thing that popped into my head were those white parties right yeah yeah <laughs> I've, I've gone to a few white parties not with arbon with uh Modere. oh they yeah. had the white parties <laughs> oh yeah cringe mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so what started the process of you wanting to get out or transitioning away from the mlm is can you look back and kind of see steps or are there things that happen not that i want to you know, highlight drama or any of those things, but I think it's important for people to understand what cognitive dissonance looks like. For me, it was content on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a lot. And when I first found anti-MLM content, because I didn't know that was a thing, I was, mm-hmm. I was mad. I was really, really mad because I was like, I was fighting my inner belief. I had been taught that, hey, this was a legitimate business and everybody is making money. And as I was watching this content and everything that this person was saying was accurate, I was like, but they're not lying. What they're saying is Mm -hmm. happening and has happened in multiple companies that I've been a part of. And so I really had a hard time with trying to process that. And that's why I I talk so much about cognitive dissonance is because I want people to be able to identify those moments where they're like, oh, that's what this is, because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So can you look back and, and maybe walk people through that process for you, what that looks like for you or looked like for you? I, I can't imagine what that was like for you being in so long and you were ingrained with all the people that was your support group. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit different for me. I was pissed off because, um, what there was a, a, a rewards cruise okay. that was coming up and oh man I worked so hard to qualify for that and the last like couple thousand that we had to get before the deadline I just I just charged it yep. and ordered it and thought oh I'm so excited I get to take my family on this beautiful cruise for free yeah. um I call my upline I'm like hey I did it you know going on the cruise whatever she was like, you don't qualify for that. I was like, but I did this and that, and you know, with the money, my volume, blah, blah, blah. She's like, no, you have to be whatever. What I, I don't remember what red tape that yeah. I didn't qualify for. Maybe it was for area managers and above, but I didn't qualify for it after <sighs> all that. So that, that's the day I was done. I was so mad. I was so over it. I couldn't get anywhere. 
Um, I was working so hard. They make it sound so easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I hated having to talk to people, giving your card out. That was back when we had business cards. Yep. Yep. So give your business card to the, to the bank lady through the drive up, you know, hand out your cards to your waitress. So I just got so sick of all of that. It was awkward. Yeah. And it just, there wasn't any return on it. There was no return. I did like the products, but there was no return on it. None. You know, and that's one of the things that is not really discussed in a lot of these companies. And we're kind of at a different time with multi-level marketing and social media, just like you were saying, you know, Mm -hmm. when I started in 2007, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying because I did a lot of uh, my husband used to call it guerrilla marketing, <laughs> you know, when you're, you're out and about, and I got really, really good at it to the point where I would walk away with the waitress's phone number and we'd be talking about doing a party and I'd be texting her. And so that was how I built a lot of my clients and, and customers and stuff like that. Um, and now it's just everywhere in, in social media and just like you're saying, there's so, there's a lot of red tape when it comes to some of these contests and rank advancements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, you know, then adding into the fact that many of these companies stack people, you know, like I, it's been alleged to me in, in multiple companies that specific people are being built so that when there are leads that come in, um, those people are put into specific downlines mm-hmm. because they're trying to build them. Why is that important? Well, because they need the success stories. Mm-hmm. So, and now there's so much emphasis on what that looks like on social media. That's why we're seeing like the WFAB people are doing this crazy <laughs> reality show. It's so, <laughs> uh, and just all of these things, because at the end of the day, I think it's really about how it looks on social media. So anyways, I kind of went off on a tangent, but um, you had every right to be angry. Mm -hmm. You had every right to be angry. You thought you were doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You were like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna create these memories with my family. And then your leader's like, oh, by the way, you didn't qualify for that. So Mm -hmm. good luck. Yeah. I should have looked more into it, I guess. But also, were they purposely vague? This is what you have to do to qualify. I thought I did. Oh my God, I was so mad. So I don't really have a big dramatic story, a big dramatic exit. I was just like, fuck it then, I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. And did you have any, did you have any trouble canceling your account? Because I know some of these companies make it really difficult. We had a, oh gosh, trying to search the archives. <laughs> we had an, <laughs> we had an email address and an 800 number. <laughs> Yeah, and a website probably, but yeah, I I don't remember having a problem with that. I I don't even know if I ever canceled it. I just probably quit ordering and let it die off. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened. But they, you know, we weren't supposed to sell our stuff on eBay at that time. But I was like, I I sold it on eBay. I didn't. What were they going to do? Yeah, I had I had a lot of stuff to get rid of. Yeah, because front loading definitely happens in the majority of companies. Mm -hmm. Whether it's for a contest or rank advancement because of a discount or sale Mm -hmm. or whatever it happens. We know that it happens. You and I both participated in that and many mm-hmm. other people have as well. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's really, really crazy. It is crazy. And it seems these companies, it's so masterful the way that they have created what they've created because these companies, if it's 
Monade or Arbonne or whoever, mm-hmm. Modere, if those consultants never got one more customer, they would still thrive because those consultants are their customers That's and they're right. loyal. They are loyal, culty loyal. Yes. So it doesn't matter for them. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so intriguing. It's fascinating to me. How did they, because if like, if you think about the other brands that you use, like Neutrogena or whatever, yeah, you go to the store, you buy it, you come home. It doesn't engulf your entire life. It's just so weird. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And also when was the last time any company that you worked for, any job mm. that was not considered your business did training on why they're not a commercial cult or a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I mean, like Melaleuca, for example, has documents in their reps back office that explains why they think that they're not a multi-level marketing company. They actually have documents. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And then they, they think they're not. Yeah. They think that they're not a multi-level marketing company. Mm straight out of the Amway. I don't even Bible. I don't even know what to call that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. I've never seen, I've never seen a company defend why they're not a pyramid scheme as much as we see. I mean, maybe not necessarily. I think the majority of the time it comes from some of the distributors and stuff. You know, we see the reels Yeah. when somebody says, well, it's a pyramid scheme. And, and I say, well, this paid for my car, my vacation or what, whatever. Uh, it's just, it's really, it's really wild to me that they spend so much time, even though they're like, oh, I don't listen to my haters. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie, you're making reels. I don't know where Susie is coming from today, but Susie's coming from <laughs> apparently no offense to any Susie's that listen to the podcast. Uh, it's just, it's very, very interesting to me seeing some of the things that I have noticed since stepping back and and really removing that MLM filter. It's interesting. It's interesting because what, like, like you said, why do they even have to bring it up? And they have everyone trained to say that pyramid schemes are illegal and, yeah. Act like it's a stupid question, but you don't, most jobs, you go, you clock in, you work, you leave, and you're not inundated with bullshit from them on your off time. <laughs> it's like they have, they have to create this, this vibe of, of your, is, this is your higher purpose and yeah. you were meant for this. It's like, you don't always have to have your dream job. It doesn't always have to be like that. And especially it's not going to be in an MLM, but you could go to a job and not hate it and work it, pay your bills, go home and do your side passion on the side. It doesn't have to be an MLM. It doesn't, not everything has to fulfill a higher purpose. It, it's so insane. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where the, uh, spiritual and emotional manipulation comes oh. in and starts off, you know, very, very slowly. I've talked about this before, but it's kind of like, well, normally our, our family has dinner at this time. And so, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's when I'm not available for my business. But then like all of a sudden the CEO is going to be on this 
Zoom and you got to get on the Zoom and you have to, you know, like if, if you're really taking your business seriously, you've got to get on the mm-hmm. Zoom. And so at first you start with, well, it's just one dinner. That's okay. But then that one dinner becomes a habit that you get away from, you know, that used to be priority. Now it's everything with the business is the priority and the dinners and the family time are things that you fit in when you mm. can around the business. And it starts off slowly. It's kind of, I, I feel like it's kind of like an abusive relationship. You know, they don't, wow. they, and, and trigger warning to anybody that's been in, in any kind of an abusive relationship, you know, they don't, they don't go to the extreme the first time, you know, maybe they say something, you know, it starts off very slowly mm-hmm. before it ever becomes physical, but there's a sort of escalation. And I feel like there's that similar type of pattern in multi-level marketing companies in that indoctrination part of it. I don't know. What do you think? That was excellently put (laughs) because if we saw in a relationship or in an MLM, if we saw those red flags right off the bat, we would never get involved, but they rely so heavily on the sunk cost fallacy. You know, you're here. And by that time you have indoctrinated yourself and brainwashed yourself, you know, uh, and you wonder why, why, well, why don't people just leave? And it's like, when these companies convince people that God put this in their laps, this is their purpose. They're not going to go against God. It's just, it's, it's just brilliant the way that they work this. Yeah. Yeah. The faith manipulation and all Mm -hmm. the fear mongering, all of the stuff that we see it's, you know, when you think about questioning that, you know, if somebody that's super religious and very in tune with their spirituality, Mm -hmm. and then you have somebody that's like, Hey, this is your purpose. Your purpose is to serve others. Your purpose is to do this. And then you start Mm -hmm. to question that, or, you know, you think that you're going to win this contest and create these memories with your family to go on this cruise and you paid to qualify for it essentially. And then you find out that it's not and questioning that I can't imagine what that must be like. (laughs) You know, you're, you're questioning mm-hmm. your purpose essentially, because that's how it's mm-hmm. been presented. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I feel as far, as far as the purpose and all of that, I, I didn't have so much of that, but I mean, I have seen it in the meantime, um, just with, with friend groups and my kids, you know, the children's groups and things like that. There are a lot of, um, a lot of young living and doTERRA Huns mm-hmm. and, oh, wow. Now that's. those two companies wow I I mean I just I devour anything I can get my hands on on them because they they are culty as hell big time um the power of the lord is in their oils and the way that they they have (laughs) oh they're put on the earth to cure us from whatever this and that protect us from COVID, whatever um heard that the power of the (laughs) lord is in these oils (laughs) I'm from Oklahoma. This is the Bible Belt. I've heard it all. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anything to keep everybody working and ordering products. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The oil huns are are fascinating. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> you really are. That's so crazy. So, um, what happened after you got out? Did you did you maintain some of those relationships? Did everybody kind of fall off? Mm they just kind of fell off. They just fell off. And some of like some of my friends and like 
some of my family that use the products. I mean, I guess they weren't impressed enough to, st- to keep using them and order them. Yeah. I was, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I was done. I, I mean, after that happened, I was so let down. I was like, oh, I, I'm done now. Yeah. That's enough. Mom says she's done. She's done. <laughs> done. In one way. <laughs> no, good for you. So you got out and um, found an anti-MLM content, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Like, I really feel like creating anti-MLM content is trying to, and I know it everybody probably knows what I'm about to say, but I really feel like it is us trying to highlight these red flags to prevent people from joining. Um, and everybody has a story. Everybody has, you know, some sort of an interaction with a multi-level marketing company, person, distributor, whatever, um, or they were a part of it. And the, what bothers me is that there's people out there that think that they are the ones that failed. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them and it has everything to do with, well, you had to quote unquote fail when it comes to making money so that the person above you, the people above you could, could make money. And I think that that's really gross. The very thought of people out there questioning their success or failure or whatever, and thinking it's their fault. Mm -hmm. I think what motivates me the most when I don't want to record or whatever, I'm kind of like, no, there's people out there that think that they're the failure and they're not, and they need to know that they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I appreciate it. I didn't know. I just thought I sucked, Yeah. but I always go back to when Roberta Blevins was, she, um, she was on the Scientology podcast, that episode. And she said that you are more likely to earn money in an actual pyramid scheme (laughs) than you are an MLM. And that just, that's so vindicating for a lot of people just to hear stuff like that. You will only make a livable wage if you make it to the 1%, the top 1%. That means 99% of people don't make enough money to live on or lose money or zero out or go into debt. Yep. And now let's go back to that phrase I said earlier, some will, some won't, so what? It seems like that phrase was made for the top 1%. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So what are you up to now? What do you, what do you got going on now? Just, I just work. I just oh. work. I, um, I work for Amazon right now and I have my girls. We're on summer now. I live on an acreage. So when I'm not working, I'm working at home. Yeah. <laughs> mowing. I came in to, from mowing to to talk to you today that's about it I don't know I mean I have some guilty pleasures just cult yeah. documentaries and audio books and yes. <laughs> yes. things have like you, that but... um are you a big reader I spend a lot of time on the road so I do like audiobooks audio and podcasts books. yeah um, I drive a lot Ponsonomics no but it's on my list yes yeah. that's a good one cultish is a good one Mm-hmm. Um, anything by Stephen Hassan is incredible. I love Stephen Hassan. It's oh, amazing. Yeah, and Rick Ross. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's so much information. I didn't have any of this when I joined mm-hmm. an MLM. I didn't know. I don't even know if there was anti MLM at that time. Maybe there was. I'm. I'm not really sure. But none of this was ever talked about. You know, I didn't know what an income disclosure statement mm-hmm. was. 
I didn't even realize that I was in the top 0.38% of prove it until I got out and went, wait, what? I had no idea. That's amazing. See, you had more of the cult experience out of your situation, but I can't, that is hard to believe. Top one point. No idea. I thought Mm -hmm. I was not doing enough because I wasn't ranking Mm -hmm. because I wasn't hitting rank seven. I was like, oh, something's wrong with me. No, nothing's wrong with me. Mm-mm. It's the formula. This is how it was designed. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So what advice yeah. do you have for somebody that is in a multi-level marketing company? And maybe they're starting to feel kind of the way that, that you did, you know, they're seeing some things they're like, do I, do I swipe my credit card or run my credit card or whatever? And to, to get into this contest, what advice would mm-hmm. you have for them? Even for people who are starting to doubt, even if they don't want to go and listen to any anti-MLM content, just look at those disclosure statements because all of the answers are there. Yeah. They're all there. Do you plan on making it to the top 1%? We all do. How many actually do? 1%. Yeah. How, what are the possibilities of, of making a life out of this or being able to even pay your bills off of this? I think the proof is in those numbers and those income disclosure statements, the FTC, all of that, even if you don't want to get into all the drama and it, it's, it's so much fun, the anti MLM movement. It's so much fun. I mean, it, it is my guilty pleasure. If I see something about W fab or Jesse Lee, I am there, <laughs> yeah. but even, even not even getting into all that, look up those numbers. Now, there's your answer. Yeah. No, that's great advice. Mm. And I think, you know, stepping away slowly, maybe that looks like um, canceling, you know, a, a smart ship, you know, an mm. auto ship order. Maybe that looks like not attending the next training and just starting to kind of step back a little bit because the more space you can put in between yourself and any type of cult the more you're going to be able to process how you're really feeling. And I've said this before on, on podcasts and such, but you know, these companies and these, these teams and these leaders, again, using the term leaders very loosely, uh, <laughs> they use kind of the chaos as a smoke screen. So the giving up the family dinner to, to jump mm. on a zoom because the CEO was going to be on or whatever, those types of things create chaos. And in my opinion, it shows these quote unquote leaders who they can manipulate. Who's going to jump when I, when I say jump, Mm. you know, who's going to respond with how high those are the people that I want to work with. Those are the people that are, you know, coachable, leadable, and teachable. No, let's call Mm. it for what it is. It's called manipulation, you know? So yeah, slowly, you know, you don't have to like rip the bandaid off like some of us have done, but maybe just, just step away slowly and ask yourself how you're feeling and ask yourself, uh, that was the hardest for me is asking mm-hmm. how I was feeling because I was so programmed to just produce and go and go mm-hmm. and go that stopping and asking how I was feeling. I think that was very scary mm-hmm. because I was so used to being so busy you know, so just, mm-hmm. just maybe take some, for those of you listening, if you're, if you're in an MLM and you're listening, um, just take a step back just one at mm-hmm. a time. If you're, if you're anything like me, feel free to rip the bandaid off all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, both of us really <laughs> mm-hmm. rip it off. Just run. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run the other direction, especially if they mm-hmm. don't have an income disclosure statement. For sure. <laughs> well, I think this was an incredible podcast. I really loved the conversation that we had, Carrie. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, is it okay thank if you. people connect with you on social media? Sure. I'm only on there. I'm on Insta just to see the cute pictures that my girls post and see what Hilaria Baldwin is doing. I mean, just, I love <laughs> so it. I don't really post. <laughs> I don't really post on there, but I am on Insta. Okay. Um, Mm-hmm. And I'll put that in the show notes so that people okay. can connect with you if they want. There's sometimes there's people that, that want to connect with the, the guests on the podcast and they have questions mm-hmm. or they just really liked what they had to say, or maybe there's people that are in Arbon that are going to have questions. Did you experience this or that? Mm-hmm. I think it's important for everybody in their, their healing journey once they're stepping away from multi-level marketing companies. So yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I think this was a great conversation and thank Mm -hmm. you guys for listening. We appreciate you. And uh, if you'd like to connect with Carrie, I'm going to put her the link to her Instagram in the show notes, and I will see you on the next episode. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.